Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift Podcast, and I am so happy that you are here with us today. Today, I'm talking with Marie Perez, and she is, uh, she's is she got a fascinating thing that she does, a great story. Uh, Marie is a certified life and, I'm sorry, health and lifestyle coach, but she also has some really interesting information that I think is relevant to women at any point in life, um, but particularly when they're going through times of stress and transition and um dealing with a lot of the health issues that we all have to deal with as we get a little bit older. So, Marie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. And it's great to have you. So let's kind of jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, and um, why you find uh, what you find people are concerned about with their health issues, specifically as they're aging, going through trauma, dealing with all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, you know, a lot has to do with, I think sometimes, you know, for me, what I need to do really is kind of go back a little bit. Um, There were, you know, and I think we all have things that go on in our life when we're younger, and sometimes we carry those with us. And for me, that was something that I did. I carried a lot of things that were not resolved when I was younger. So um, as I got older, you know, in life and got involved in relationships, I, I think I was still looking, you know, and I ended up having dysfunctional relationships and that affected a lot of how I looked at myself. And I think sometimes that's what happens is we don't try to be our best. We just try to um, do what we know or what we hear or, or, you know, someone speaks over us. And so for me, for a very long time, that was something that was part of my problem. And through the years, you know, as we get older, we realize that we keep repeating some of the same, same things over and over again. And so at some point, you have to stop and go, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, why am I having this issue? And for me, that was, go- you know, I been through a divorce and that same thing happened again. And, and so I had gone through a divorce again and I knew, okay, I've got to figure out, you know, what do I need to change in my mindset? What do I need to change in my life to be able to feel better about me so that some of those relationships can shift and change. And so in saying that, that was something I started focusing on was how can I help myself? Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times as women, number one, we put everybody first. Yeah. We're, we're fixers. And I was a fixer. That was something I did when I was very young. My mom was ill. And so that was something that I carried. And that's what I looked for in other people, not realizing I needed to look in the mirror and start fixing me. Yes. And and I love this. I had, uh, had a conversation with a lady and she said something that was so phenomenal. She said, um, Partners are not like houses. You don't buy a fixer upper. I planning to make it into your dream. You buy, you get your dream and then you grow together when you're in a relationship. But you're right. Women do that. We, we see people, we want to see the potential good in them. 
But sometimes that also comes with some of the negative and the challenges that we've seen in past relationships. So what do you think, Marie, why do you think you made that choice or recognize that there was some work that needed to be done on you? Um, and, and I'm not, I want to put this out here. I, when I went through my divorce for the first probably year, I thought it's all his fault. This is all his fault. And then I started realizing, no, yes, some things were his fault. But some things were my fault, too. It may not be 50-50, but I think when you go through a divorce, there's always room to look at what may you have done to contribute to that. Um, and I always throw this out here just to be um, respectful that some divorces are very one-sided. So if you're in an abusive situation or, you know, you, you've got into that thing there where you're in danger or you're, you know, physically or emotionally being harmed, that's not your fault. I'm not suggesting that. But divorces that don't fall into that category, lots of us, there's things we could work on. So that was a lot longer than I meant to go on. So tell me a little bit about what do you think made you take a deeper look into yourself about this? Well, I think part of it was because it's similar to what you said, you know, after it happens, you kind of look at it and go, well, this and they did this and they did that. And then you have to wait. OK, well, wait, I made that choice. So what is it that, why am I going in this direction? You know, what do I need to do to change? So it, actually it became, for me, it became a lot of prayer and a lot of self-assessment to what I had to say, okay, what do I need to do differently? And part of it was, I think I knew that um, I struggled with myself. I struggled with my um, weight. I was an emotional eater. So, you know, at times when things were going on, that was something I could control. I could control. I could go to the cabinet. I could go and eat what I wanted to eat. And there was nobody can tell me anything different. So I knew that that was a problem there that I'm like, okay, I need to start shifting some things in my life. So I, I started to do a lot of self-assessment. I started to do for me, like I said, a lot of prayer that's, something very strong in my life. And I realized that I needed to start looking and researching, you know, why do I grab these foods? Why do I want to emotionally eat? And what was really pretty cool is when I started doing that, we ended up having our grandkids and one of them had some issues going on. So that led me to really dive into reading and researching. And I went to the library and I started reading some books that talked about foods, that talked about situations, environments, different things. And that's what causes us to um, do some of the things that we do. So as I was reading, I started shifting some of the things that we ate in our home. And I noticed a difference to my grandson. And then I noticed a difference in myself. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this. And that literally is what got me on the path of becoming a health and life coach, because I've always been a helper of other people. But when I saw how food and, and your emotions have a lot to play on, on things, and, and then how you look at yourself in the mirror, how you feel, you know, that's where I was like, okay, I really need to dive deep into this, get a certification to be able to help people because we can help people, but there are those that require, well, wait, how can you tell me, you know, how do you know this or that? And I'd like, okay, let me go to school. Let me get more knowledge. And that was such a bigger eye opening 
because I didn't want to go through again similar things that happened in my life. You know, I finally met a good man and life was good and God was good. And, and our relationship was so different that I'm like, okay, let's, what can I do to stay on the right path for us or my grandkids, myself? And that kind of led for me to pivot to help women, you know, in a greater way to look at themselves and appreciate who they are and get rid of some of that old mindset. Right. And and I, I really appreciate Thank you for sharing that because I think, um, you know, I think we all, uh, okay, I'm going to speak for my, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say I, I have times where I am very in control of what I'm eating. Like I, I, I am able to stay on a very healthy, mostly plant-based, not a hundred percent, but mostly plant-based. But I do notice in times of stress, that's when I cannot stop my buggy from going down the snack aisle at the local grocery store and all the bags of chips and pretzels and, you know, things I know I shouldn't be eating are calling out to me. And I find it really hard to say no. Like I do most, most times, not a hundred percent, but most times. Is that, is that something we can really change? Like, I guess, I guess that what I'm asking you is maybe a difficult question, but if you do have that propensity to emotional eating, is it sort of like an addiction that you're, you're never really over it? You're always kind of having to be managing it, or is it more like a, you can learn some strategies and it's no longer an issue in your life. What are your thoughts? Well, I, think, I think in anything that we do, we can always make a shift. Um, is it an addiction? Yeah. I mean, it really is. If you think about it, it's an emotional tie to food because you go to that because you don't want to deal with something else in your life. And that way you can suppress it. But do I believe you can change? Yes, I do. Um, it's that 1% change that we need to do, that one little thing to say, okay, um, you know, I'm going and I'm going to open up the cabinet and I'm going to eat these things. And then you recognize it. So first off, it's not beating yourself up because number one, when we beat ourselves up, then it just gives us more of a reason to go back and do it again. Exactly. It's just kind of recognizing and being curious of, okay, why did I do that? What's going on inside of me and stopping for that minute or when you feel that anxiousness in that moment, what can I do different? Just one thing. Could it be go step outside? Could it be, um, you know, maybe go turn on the TV, call a friend? Because it's in those 1% changes is where it starts to shift. I think we as people and women more than anything else, we just feel like, okay, I messed up. I did this. Well, now I've got to do this. And we just jumped to here. Right. Well, we now just set ourselves up for a greater sabotage because you can't go from here to here. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like jumping across the river. You got to hit those pebbles because you're not going to make it all the way across. Exactly. And that's kind of what it is, is that little percent. What can I do differently? And so for me, it was learning. It was reading the books. It was going, oh my gosh. That's why I do this. Oh my gosh, that's why I did that. And then it was having the accountability of someone else walking alongside of you, you know, that person that you trust, because that's the bottom line. You know, um, I just heard this recently, and that's kind of how what I believe too is that 
don't always go to someone and share things with them if they can't help you or do anything for you. Yeah. Or if they want to fix it for you. (laughs) Yes. Because that was me. I wanted to fix everybody else, but I had enough of my own that I, I wasn't, you know, seeing what I needed to see to make that increment of a change because smaller changes are more apt to work than if you try to take that complete leap across the river, cause you're going to fall in and then you're like, well, I might as well just give that up. And that, you know what, that is so true because I see lots of women because a lot of the women, the women I'm working with are going through divorces, you know, and so that's a very stressful time, right? So let's face it. This, this is a time where if you've got, you know, if you've got those kind of propensities, maybe to eat when you're stressed or to seek comfort foods, you know, macaroni and cheese or stopping at one of the fast food chains on your way home from work because you're just so stressed and tired from working a full day. And now you got to deal with all the stuff of being alone in the house and, you know, all those kind of things can come into play. Um, So I think that that's very true. And having somebody, like you said, a coach um, that will just acknowledge your efforts and help you stay on that one little step, because I do agree with you. We set ourselves up for failure um, because Here's me again. I'm going to put it out there. If I'm going along and I've had seven days where I've stayed plant based, I've avoided the snacks, I've, you know, drank my water, or I've done my yoga, my whatever I'm doing, and I feel really good. And then the eighth day, I get up in the morning and um, for whatever reason decide to have, now I don't even have these in my house. So this is a, a bowl of Fruit Loops for breakfast. <laughs> There was a time in my life when I when I would have gone, well, I've had Fruit Loops for breakfast, so might as well just eat what I want for the rest of the day because I've already blown it anyhow. <laughs> and then it's like the chocolate cake, <laughs> you know, whatever you might decide to have. So how do we how do you see supporting people kind of with that kind of with my mentality of, well, we've blown it for the day, we might as well just keep on going down this negative path. How do we how do we switch ourselves around or how do you help people switch that around? I think part of it is, number one, we have to give ourselves grace. You know, we have to give ourselves grace. Yes, you messed up. But what did you do well? And that's always when I've coached people. Well, that's where we start is like, OK, what went well this week for you? Yeah. What went well for you today? You know, what's going well? Because I think if we look at what's going well, And then we have to add in, well, I ate that bowl of Fruit Loops. Your brain's still going to see what went well. You know, it's helping that person just say, okay, you know, let's walk through, you know, where were you at in that moment that you felt like you had to do that? How did you feel? Okay, well, what could we have done differently in that moment? You know, it's dealing with, like I said, that moment. It's dealing with that, okay, let's not beat ourselves up and say, well, I messed up. I might as well just keep going the rest of the day. It's like, no, okay, I messed up. You know, what can I do different? You know, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. So we are going to mess up no matter what it is, what we do. I, I think we all need to face that and realize that. And as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, sometimes we feel like, oh, we have to, I didn't get that done. I didn't get, so then we do sabotage ourselves, And that's really the bottom line is we always find a way without even it knowing that we sabotaged ourselves yeah. Yeah. to give ourselves that excuse. So it's giving ourselves the grace. What, what went well? Yeah. You know, what did I do well today? 
okay, you know, I, I was able to do this or having the gratitude, you yes. know, get up in the morning and start with four or five things that you're grateful for. And they could be, you know, I've had people say, well, I don't have nothing to be grateful for. Okay. Well, do you have a roof over your head? Well, yeah. yeah. Do you have a car that you drive? Do you have food on the table? You know, are you able to, you know, heat your house? Even if you have to start there, it's those little 1% mind shifts that by doing that, it just turns back off in your brain that craziness of, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't with, wow, I am, you know, I have something to be grateful for. Yeah. You know, I can do this. And it's just take that first meal, take that half a day, take that not let's see all week what we could do. You know, it's kind of goes back to the same thing. Am I going to jump to the other end? Am I even going to make it? Yeah. Where let's just go today. Okay. I'm struggling this morning, but you know what? I'm grateful because I had a good night's sleep or I'm grateful because my kids were really good last night or, you know, my ex-husband didn't call and yell at me. I mean, you know, because going through a divorce, that's rough because it deals with your identity, even whether, you know, you wanted it, you didn't, you agree to disagree and you go your own ways. It's still a loss. Yeah, it is. So there's a grieving process and we have to give ourselves that grace to grieve and then say, okay, now what can I do to keep going to do something a little bit different? And yeah, we can say it was all on them. And sometimes when it is an abusive relationship, you need to get out of it. But then figure out, okay, what did I, where were my triggers or where were my red flags that I didn't notice it? Right. And sometimes it's the other person that you trust and you know that you can confide in to help you. Yeah. Always need someone that can see outside. You know, they can look in in a situation that we can't see. Yeah, because we can only see through the lens that we have. And that's our life experience. And um, it's interesting because as a mediator, I always tell people, you know, there's your version of the truth. There's her version of the truth or his version of the truth. And then somewhere in the middle, there is there is the truth. And none of us have access to that because we're all looking at it as a mediator. I've got a lens, even though I'm supposed to be neutral. I do my best to stay neutral. I still had life experiences and I get you know, we get trained how not to be triggered, how to deal with this, but most people don't have that training. So, but one thing I do want to talk to you about, Marie, is you now provide work with people on some some more direct health benefits, right? Um, specific specific things that they can use, specific factors that they can bring in their life that that may be able to help them through dealing some through some of these stress things on more of a health based. Um, uh, range. A- am I correct on that? Yes. Yes. So um, what I do is while I was coaching, we'll go over that really quick. When I was coaching and I actually had a small cooking business, a healthy cooking business as well, I had some health issues that caused me to look, you know, I knew enough from what I had learned, like, okay, let's, let's look what you're doing isn't working. So let's look. And so I started looking and searching and Actually, someone in that I knew, um, I actually didn't know her at the time, but in my coaching group, I had reached out one day because I, I knew I needed to kind of get some of all of that out to um, 
see, could somebody help me? I needed to get out like, okay, I'm getting nowhere. I'm, you know, I'm not helping people. And that's what, who I am is to help others. And I'm kind of down flat on my back. And so someone had reached out to me and it's this really cool technology of where it helps your body detect and repair. And it actually can help women hormonally. I mean, it can help us in our health um, in areas that we're not even sure what's going on. So what I do is I educate people, look, here's something that you may want to look at as well. Besides, you know, getting some coaching, you know, sometimes we are out of balance. Sometimes it's because of things we eat, but sometimes it's something internally that we don't even know, you know? So I kind of share that with people just to educate them and then let them make the decision because it, it made a big difference for me. It like helped me get back to what I needed to do. And that was help people. And it just gives me one more thing in my toolbox as a way to say, okay, look, this is out there. Let's educate you. You decide if this is good for you. And we've seen amazing things and it's, you know, totally a clean product that I've never seen anything like it. So, so is it, is it like a supplement that you, and you can go ahead and say the name, um, is there, if you, if you want to, is it like a supplement or is it an assessment or is it kind of a combination of everything? Well, we do have an assessment. We have an, a health assessment that you can see where you're at in your health. You've got discomfort or things going on, but then it is a supplement. It fell under the supplement category because it needed to, because it's not a pharmaceutical, but it's, um, redox signaling molecules and, um, you know, if someone says, well, what's redox in the molecules, they can always reach out to me. It's something that helps our body detect and repair on a cellular level things that are going on that are out of balance for because of stress, because of, you know, the environment in our life, you know, that we need, you know, that extra assistance in our body. And it's makes such a difference to um, anybody, really, any any person that there is, even and I'm going to say this is my pet, my, my animal, my dog. She takes it every day as well. Okay. So, so let me, so that's fascinating. And we've had, um, you know, I've had a few people on the program that have had different techniques for assessing stress. Um, I did one with uh, Carla Jansen Van Rosendahl a, a little while ago, where it was like a big electronic thing that they actually recorded the energy movement through your body. And so all of this stuff, it's it's so interesting because it's science based. This is not woo woo stuff. We're like gazing to a flame and we'll tell you, you know, what's going on in your liver. This is not what that is. This is and not that not that I'm making fun of that because there's people that that use that and find it's very effective. So I'm not disparaging any type of wellness um, efforts here. But this is this is a science based um, uh, product. Is is that correct? That Yes, yes. Actually, it was an atomic physicist that was able to stabilize the molecules so that as we replenish them in our body, it helps our own body send that signal to detect and repair and absorb whatever else that we are doing and then help, you know, our bodies in different ways to repair itself. Yeah. And there are so many, I mean, I just, I, I think back and we're just about out of time here, but I think back over the last, you know, 20 years where even things like, um, what is that platelet rich therapy that, um, that a lot of people are using now where they actually draw out and lots of medical clinics are using it where they actually draw out your own blood, spin it, 
concentrate the platelets, inject it back into uh, like a joint or something, and it, it helps to rebuild the joint. So these things are out there and they're being used by doctors, clinics, um, you know, uh, specialists all over the place. I think it's fascinating that these products are now available or similar products are now available to the public and you are a resource for that. So I think that's fantastic. Um, Marie, we have covered a whole lot of information. Where, what do you think? We've gone all the way from how to deal with emotional eating to how to deal with a scientific-based way to yeah. <laughs> repair yeah. cells. So there's been a lot of a lot of a lot of content here. What do you think is the most important thing that you would like people to remember from our conversation today? I think what I'd like for people to remember is um, there's always hope, regardless of where you are in life, whether it be going through a divorce, whether it be being an emotional eater, um, whether it be having a health issue, you know, reach out to someone who knows or has been there and share with them, you know, because sometimes we think we're the only one, we're alone and we're not alone. And there is resources, there is help. Um, There's so many different things that can give us that hope to get back up, to dust ourselves off and keep going. I always say change a habit and you change your life. That's like my one of my mantras. I just love that because it is that habit, regardless of what it is in your life, you got to start changing it and it will change your life. It does. It, and, I, and I really like that. Change your habit, change your life. I think that you just created the title for this podcast. So thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. If people want to get hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Well, there's several ways. They can reach out to me. They can send me a text or they can call me. My phone number is 219-588-8889. Real easy. Or they can send me an email. It's seasonyourlifecoaching at gmail.com. Or I also have a website is seasonyourlife.org. And that gives you a little bit of information about my coaching, about the product that I was just sharing with you, you know, about health. I've got a few um, blogs that I post and just, you know, reach out and, and let's talk, you know, let's see if there's something I can do for you. See where you're at, see what it is that you want to change for yourself. Love that. Thank you. And that's such a valuable resource. Your website is great. I took a look at it. It's got a lot of great information on it. So thank you for sharing that with us. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening into the D-Shift podcast. And I hope you will tune in for next week's episode. Thanks for listening and supporting the D-Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.